2: Hangman Page injured? No. That's what we just found out. We're about to record and broadcast this episode of our AEW Review podcast, and Tempest ran in. Usually when he runs into the studio, I think, oh, God damn it, what's happened now? <laughs> I'm going to have to make a new news video on something. And he just goes, Hangman Page
1: isn't injured. No, what he said was, tempest ran in it was like y'all seen the fight for select report <laughs> and we're like oh no i haven't seen it yet and he just went he's fine but i didn't hear the word fine correctly i thought he said fired and i was like what and then i took my brain to process to be like F- fine he
2: said fine he's fine but i swear we've done this storyline before hangman page is fine the whole idea is he isn't fine. <laughs> oh no! We're being worked. We're being double worked. It's a work on a work, brother. He's the animated dog in the burning house. <laughs> Everything is fine. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luco and DAD. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below with what you thought of this dynamite, and send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out. Every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. So what we are talking about here is the main event of this great episode of Dynamite, in my opinion. Controversial take. <laughs> really? Well, the other thing that Tempest said to me when he came in was like, man,
1: I heard last night's Dynamite was awful. And what? I, what Pete is saying, like, he's just only seen like mixed reviews. Either people thought it was very good Or people have thought it was like, this show's got no direction. It is aimless. It's not really going any, like, it doesn't feel like it's impactful in any way. And then I just looked at a live chat there and someone said, like, Ollie's off his rocker. This show was so mid.
2: Oh. (laughs) So, just wanted to add to your. Your week of controversial—I mean, week. Your twenty-four hours of controversial takes. No one knows about that other one. They don't. And you'll have to become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk by the end of this month to find that out. Oh yeah,
1: next next Wednesday you're going to hear what might be Ollie Davis's most controversial wrestling
2: take. Usually right though, aren't I? <laughs> so what happened at the end of this all-time great episode? <laughs> By the way, apologies. I've got a tickly cough. I'm fine. Just this, the tickliness isn't going away. You're also fine. Yeah, I am fine. Uh, was Hook, Rob Van Dam and Hangman Page. Hangman Page was not happy about this team in his name bar. Unhappily tagging with. Unhappily, unha- yeah, unhappy he's teaming with them. And it just said in brackets, and generally unhappy, <laughs> Page. Uh, against Swerve Strickland, Samoa Joe and Brian Cage. Of course, Hook and our Rob Van Dam have been associated with Paige in the last six weeks of TV. Cage is in Swerve's faction, and Joe as as mixed in there as well.
1: Yeah, no, we kind of joked about this last week, of like, man, this feels like a universe mode match. But credit to them, I saw you know I did see people being like, this is AEW's problem. They just announce random matches with just a random assortment of guys. And I'm like, no, 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 this this makes complete sense mm. in terms of the story they've been telling, not just recently with hook challenging joe for the world title hangman page picking rvd as his representative against swerve but also hangman page and brian cage have been sort of linked since quite early doors of brian cage coming in that that double or nothing win that page had over cage was kind of like that was the start of page finding his feet and they used that after page had won the belt as well of like brian cage is almost like one of the guys he's going against plus he's an associate of the mogul embassy. And then the Samoa
2: Joe is the world champion who's feuding with Swerve and Hangman. I think in terms of booking and to make sense and have a consistent direction for six weeks, for all TV this year, this is exemplary stuff. Yeah. It couldn't make more sense. And it meant that every interaction in the ring, not just between opposite sides, even between the members of their own teams Mm. in a way that isn't just lazy, how will they coexist? Everything was loaded with context and emotion and previous history. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, yeah, I, but what happens at the end is Hangman Page reverses out of a muscle buster and he lands on his ankle and immediately he holds his ankle, he rolls outside and he doesn't really get involved in the rest of the match. <coughs> and a camera guy even at one point comes up to him and Hangman Page quite angrily screams, don't shoot me. Which seemed to be him saying i'm genuinely injured don't show this
1: when the match was over because the finish is that joe taps out rvd the right call as oh, well yeah. like the perfect person to tap out in this match is rob van dam he's probably the least important person in this match and i think that's, that says a lot about brian cage in, in this scenario but yeah like it's so complete the right call for the finish but they were not doing a lot of focusing on paige And there was a lot of him like he waved off the camera at one point and then all of the focus was just on Joe and Swerve and Joe and Swerve and then the cage the page stuff is him trying to like duck out of shot. And that was when I was like, oh no. Yeah. That I had the pang of like and I really convinced myself, I'm sure he's okay. And what I was the only reason I was convinced myself is because I wanted him to be okay. Because I'm so excited for the triple threat match at Revolution that I was almost willing him to be okay. So then, you know, we were talking about it in the office earlier, and I was like, I was kind of bummed out about it. You and I and Pete were coming in here for a, uh, a meeting, and we were just, like, on the way here, talking about being like, oh, man, like, what like, awful timing. Because Melter and Alvarez were, like, they, they'd heard, you know, the sort of, the, the the working theory behind it was he might have broken his ankle. Mm. And if he had, that would have been, A, disastrous for Revolution, but B, kind of disastrous for the rest of Paige's like pages, uh, year in 2024.
2: Yeah, they had, uh, like, after that shot, even people in the live crowd, they said after the show went off their Paige was being checked over by uh, Doc Sampson and then he was helped to the back, he was limping. And that's all we heard. And my news, if you go back, you know, I wrote that about 9 a.m. It's 1 p.m. No, it's 3 p.m. now. Like, we're like, oh, no, there's so many injuries in AEW right now. A couple of visa issues this week as well. Tony Khan tweeted, or exed, I'm, I'm so like this has been one of the toughest weeks in terms of general talent availability and last minute changes in our history. And then, yeah, Meltzer and Alvarez also reporting, looks like it's a broken ankle. Because apparently the,
1: the scene backstage for this episode was chaotic mm. because there were a lot of, like, there's visa issues, as you mentioned, with Carl Fletcher, and obviously there's the injuries and stuff as well. Jeff Hardy was supposed to be on this show. Trent was supposed to be on this show. They had not advertised a lot ahead
2: of time of what was happening on the show. Cassidy was not supposed to be wrestling on this show. Maybe that's a work, though. <laughs> How do we know anything anymore? It was literally 15 minutes ago. That Tempest came in and told us that uh, have you got the Fightful Select report no just I, to- I've
1: not because I've, I've got uh, Oh, I might actually have it now uh, yes so uh, I won't read it word for word go and subscribe to Fightful Select of course but uh, Hangman had the wrestling world worried at the end of AEW Dynamite this week but it turns out he's just very good at his job right. uh, and then obviously he goes into a lot more detail but yeah Meltzer had said because Brian Alvarez had said he has to have a look that could be a broken angle and Meltzer said yeah that's what I heard so apparently there was word going around that it could be something. But apparently, like from Fightful, it was just he's really good at his job and convincing people that he was actually
2: hurt, but he was totally fine. The road to WrestleMania season is meant to be about WWE disinformation. <laughs> How's AEW got swept up in this? To to what end is this going to help the story? Well, it could give Paige the out. <coughs> I was
1: thinking about this outside of, like, you know, you and I talking about this, being like, man, if he's injured and he's taken out the match, it's a real shame. Because Paige is actually the right person to be pinned in that match. Mm. And that's nothing against Paige at all. If anything, I think it's actually, it's beneficial to Paige that he's the one that's pinned in that match. Because you probably want Samojo to retain, because A, he's so cool at the moment. B, he's only just won the belt. So you kind of want to keep some of that momentum going. You don't really want to pin Swerve, because swerve is kind of like the guy that's on the ascent at the moment so you don't want to derail that by pinning him but so page is not the the best fall guy but he is the right fall guy for this and him losing in that match only further fuels this character that he's got that he feels that he belongs in this world title picture and is angry that some people don't think that he is and it's kind of feel, like fueling that heel turn that little bit more. So I was like, Page feels like the right guy to pin. So then I was like, but if he's not in that match anymore, I don't really want to be pinning Swerve. And I don't think we want to put the
2: belt on Swerve just now. So what do you do next? Hangman Page is one of the unique wrestling characters that gets stronger every time you beat him. Yeah. Like he, he just, yeah, he's more interesting when he's on a losing streak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did, so yeah, I think that's probably what they're doing. Hangman Page goes into the three. Maybe... I mean, I'm just thinking of this on the fly because we literally only just heard about this. He doesn't bring this up in Dynamite next week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he just like, maybe Renee asks him, oh, you landed awkwardly on your ankle. He's like, nope, nope, all fine. Yeah, Excalibur, they can like him and Shivani
1: can talk about it on comedy.
2: But after the main event, after he's pinned, maybe on that show or on the following Dynamite, he cuts a promo. I wasn't fully... At my best. I wasn't medically cleared. And that is exactly... I think David Hay did that in his boxing match. Yeah, it's quite like many UFC fighters and boxers have done this when they have lost and then they have blamed it on an injury that they didn't tell anyone about. And, you know, it's it's like a valid injury. Like, you know, you had a broken foot or whatever, but it just comes off as whiny. And that is perfect for Hangman's character right now because... He is justified. He's much like Drew McIntyre's character. He is telling the truth, but he's coming off like a bitch about it. Big Show in 2000. Big Show won that Royal (laughs) Rumble,
1: but we all booed him for it because The Rock Rock should have won that Rumble.
2: Because the other way to do the injury storyline to protect Hangman is for Swerve or Joe to just target Hangman's ankle and break it in quite a clear, overt injury Mm. angle here. But then that would give Hangman babyface psychology. You'd, yeah. He'd be overcoming something wrong, whereas if he turns that into this, yeah, this like moaning, whiny excuse-making heel. Yeah, I d- yeah, okay, but maybe that's the way to do it.
1: I I mean, I loved hangman in this match <laughs> in particular this was a very fun main event oh i loved I thought, it it was a really good main event i thought rvd was slightly off step with everyone else and he seemed to get gassed fairly early. there was a moment when he went he jumped up to do his um five-star frog splash and didn't get all the mm. way up and it took him like a <sighs> to go but also you know he, it's not 1998 anymore so he's going to be a bit slower than he might have been previously it's impressive he can still do what he does oh, yeah. at the age he's at but um it's it was only because people like man rvd has an age today. No, he has. <laughs> <laughs> he really, really has. But the thing I loved the most about this match was Hangman Page and his blindness he had mm. to the rest of the match. He only had eyes for Swerve. There was a backstage segment earlier in the night with him, RVD, and Hook where he was like, look, the whole point of this match is we take out Swerve, right? Like, you're with me? We're just here to take out ha- take out Swerve. That's all this match is about. And during this match, he had a moment to hit the buckshot lariats and get the win. It was just him. I think it was Cage that were in the Yeah, it was, yeah. It, the perfect moment to hit the buckshot and get the win, but he saw behind him that Swerve was on the floor. So he was like, "I can get Swerve," and he does the Orihara Moon Soul instead, taking his eye off the ball. Because... Well, he he
2: goes for it, but they they actually end up doing a power bomb thing
1: yeah. into the ring. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it was he took his eye off the ball, could have had the match won, but he's so mm. focused on Swerve, and you can do that, play that off in the Revolution three way. <laughs> is that he's so focused on Swerve. He's lost eye.
2: He's lost sight of the world title. It's great. And um, the other, the other main plot point from this was that Swerve and Joe were on the same team. Uh, Swerve's gonna do that running apron kick on Hangman like a penalty kick, but Hangman moves out of the way, and Swerve hits Joe right in the face, and Hangman awesomely just gets Swerve. Powerbomb swerved through the announce desk. Man out, table like, exploded. Oh, so satisfying. Broke, like, Taz's headset and everything. Mm. It was really cool. It's, it, this is amongst the coolest Hangman has ever been. That was so awesome. It's the mustache. Yeah. But then Joe, Joe gets in the ring and he wins. So there's a little bit, you know, Swerve and Joe had their moment there. Uh, the other main story is that Hook and Joe, every time they interacted, it was that same wonderful story of Hook going for Joe. Joe's, fine but then oh he gets knocked on his back and then he gets annoyed at hook yeah and then later on right near the end hook hits a suplex <coughs> on joe crowd popped huge for it really that there is there is joe and hook i hope are gonna have one of those forever feuds yeah and when hook finally beats joe that is gonna be
1: enormous that's really cool actually yeah. as well considering joe's connections with taz You can have some really good promo segments with Joe and Taz Mm. on that.
2: That's a really nice idea. For me, this whole main event, I thought the star power was there. I thought the characters and storylines and relationships were really well fleshed out. And at the end, I cannot wait to see this three-way at Revolution. Perfect pay-per-view building match. I
1: think pretty much every segment on this show did a really good job of making me want to see Mm. what's going to happen at the pay-per-view.
2: Oh, apparently there's a bad echo Is Is, is the camera mic still on?
1: Oh, that might be it. Yes, sorry.
0: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number.
2: Send in your Omega chats to let us know what you think of the hangman page push and the whole injury angle work, whatever, uh, at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Like these fine folk who have sent in on the Omega chats. Indeed, we have. Uh, so we have
1: got uh, TWJP kicking things off. I haven't, watched, I've been, I haven't been watching AEW as frequently as I once was. As people who watch the show week in, week out, where would you rank current day AEW compared to <coughs> AEW from a couple of years ago? And is it worth
2: tuning back in? I, honestly, I think AEW, the quality of this whole year's worth of shows so far. So from from their reset on the Was it January 1st? I can't remember. Whatever the first show in January through to now, I think is up there with their best solid 2021 programming. Mm -hmm. You know, before Punk and Brian and Cole all came in. So before them, but it's just great week-to-week wrestling for me.
1: That's it, and it is like... that's only going to get stronger hmm. as we go throughout the rest of this year because Osprey's on the show next week. He's not wrestling on the show, but there'll be a period of time where Willow is going to be on TV as a regular. Sadie's Monet, you know, is reportedly coming in. Fakada's coming in as well. Like there's going to be more of this star power to the show. That's going to add to great wrestling. And it's not even just that there's great wrestling on the show. Cause like, I know if I tune into dynamite, I'm going to get good wrestling matches. There's also now great characters and there's some stories I'm also invested in as well. So I'm kind of getting the best of
2: both worlds. This was a great episode for wrestling for me. Sorry if people didn't enjoy it. It was a great night for promos. Yeah. There were like three fantastic promos and one of them was so good, I think it has totally turned around one guy's trajectory. Completely agree.
1: (sighs) Uh, Charles Berg here said, uh, this was a great show with some fiery promos and intense wrestling. Question, has Christian defended his title against someone whose dad is currently alive? Um, He also has the idea of doing a tournament, (laughs) uh, uh, an invitational, if you
2: will, of, well, I mean, he's he's written here, the dead dad invitational. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just, when we did CBW uh, over on PFK, a lot of those feuds were based around people with daddy issues and dead dads and past dads and stuff was it Tom that said that Yeah, I was like man this this promotion's
1: real built around dad issues yeah and
2: it's strange because a lot of that stuff came from the cast and (laughs) I'm fine with my dad (laughs) my
1: dad's great like I've got a really good relationship with my dad Mm. Uh, Dom here says hi guys long time viewer first time ultra chatter. I've been going back and watching a lot of old podcasts from mainly 34 onwards and just watch the one where you offer Pete a job live Uh on air very heartwarming stuff love the content Jam that jam.
2: He's still here. It <laughs> <laughs> was that was lovely, that. Uh, and Juan Perez just saying, showing some love. Manberg, for 29 months in a row, thank you very much. Keep getting your Omega Chats in while we do the play-by-play review. The show started really hot. With FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio and Mox. And this was off the back of last week's angle where Mox beat Dax Harwood in the bulldog choke in a singles match. But then he kept the bulldog choke on. Cash came down. They had a brawl. Claudio came down. They all brawled. <coughs> this was an excellent match, I thought. Yeah. We get the five, the, the five minutes remaining time call, 15 minutes gone. And then they just go into overdrive for the last five minutes. And we got a draw. Yeah, I think they set up last week the idea
1: of nearly going to the draw mm. to then when you get to this point here and they actually do the draw. I thought they worked that really, really well. Because no one last week said draw. No, I, A lot of people said last week, oh, I thought they would do this at the pay-per-view. And it turns out they are going to do it at the pay-per-view because after the draw happens, they have an argument backstage and it sets up a match for them at Revo- the rematch at Revolution. So I th- actually think the nearing draw last week was such a good work for, to pay off on this week i thought i was really really smart mm-hmm. stuff and i as aside from just you know, booking overall the match was great because yeah. it was just four lads just going in there and beating each other up like cash wheeler like i don't know like what got into him because he looked like he had a vendetta against everyone
2: i you know i love cash and i love dax just the way they wrestled. that's my kind of tag wrestling but it's always been Dax who's been the the one that the eye draws to more. You know, he had that great run in the in singles competition in 2022, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Twenty yeah, twenty twenty two, I think it was. Um and, he was the first Owen right, wasn't he? Yeah. it? Was like around that time.
2: And, and he's got he's got the mustache, he's got the grumpy podcast. <laughs> That's what when you think of FDR, you probably think of Dax first and then you think of Cash. Very close, but I would say Dax yeah, is yeah. usually the main character in my head of that tag team cash here like you said it wasn't just that he was wrestling with this newly discovered ferocity but he would taunt claudio Mm -hmm. he was doing claudio's taunts back at him he was doing the little cheating bits behind the referee's back and then he was the guy who got the hot tag which was yeah crazy so it was just yeah this charisma that was flowing out of him the cash of old yeah. Sort of in a way. Like that whole like very much
1: when they were the revival of doing things behind the referee's <coughs> back and whatnot. But I particularly enjoyed when uh they Dax got the sharpshooter in <sighs> and And then Cash gets in the ring and battles with Claudio. Claudio locks in a sharpshooter on Cash. And then Claudio and Dax just start slapping each other in the face and then get so into slapping each other, like, screw the submission. I just want to slap you some more. It really did feel like four dudes who just wanted to batter each other and almost relishing this competition and wanting to
2: prove that they could be the better team. It's a shame. Well, maybe we get this next week. But I want to see Claudio versus Cash. Oh yeah. I've seen Dax versus Marks. I love that. I've now seen the tag match. I'm going to get it again. But because of that interaction there, I'm like, oh, before you do have the blow-off pay-per-view mechanism, yeah, can I have yeah. Cash and, and Cordia? <laughs> so they're going to face Blackpool Combat Club <coughs> at Revolution. Uh, we'll get a winner, I'm sure. For me, I don't care about rankings. That is, that's crowning the number one contender to whoever is the tag team champions. It's the Jacksons coming out of revolution. It's okay that you don't care about the rankings. So, I don't think AEW. <laughs> so, this, this could be a way to get to FTR Young Bucks. Four? Uh, yeah, it would be four, For, yeah. for the titles. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, mm. I like that. Renee is backstage. She's putting. Oh, the FTR were just about to win with the Shatter Machine, by the way. Yeah. Or maybe they weren't. Uh, Renee's backstage with Orange Cassidy they're putting over how much work he's been doing he flew to London did a media tour wrestled I saw him
1: I was at that Rev Pro show Yeah, the pop when that music hit because obviously because Jane's got that that intro to it and there's nothing on the screens when it hit there's this ripple of everyone going like wait mm. what that's Orange Cassidy's theme and then it just like the screen goes white with just like Orange Cassidy International Championship the place went bananas. Amazing. Felt Orange Casabina. It was mad. It was well, so what a cool. what a good surprise. It was
2: such a good surprise. Um, so he Doc Sampson's there as well, and Renee's saying, So you're saying you're only just medically cleared to replace Trent in this match against uh Mike Bennett Mike Bennett. And Doc Sampson's like, Yay, he's only <laughs> just cleared. And Cassie's like, Cool, I'll wrestle them. Really good stuff. Yeah, nice. <coughs> then we got the FTR Blackpool Combat Club thing backstage. Then we got Cassidy versus Mike Bennett. I thought this was really fun. Yeah. Really fun match.
1: Didn't have all the smoke and mirrors that the, uh, the Taven match had last mm-hmm. week. So I think it's not going to be looked on as fondly as that Taven match is. But it was almost a good reminder. It was like, hey, Mike Bennett's real good as well, you know.
2: Yeah, he got, he got on commentary at one point. Started cutting promos in there. Uh, he hit a low blow behind the referee's back because Roddy Strong distracted the referee. Which wasn't like your classic, who. It was boom, boom. Punch Stri- to the balls. Punch to the dick. Do you hear what Excalibur called it? What? A classic <laughs> five on two. <laughs> Very good. Um, and then Cassidy hit the beach break for the win. Uh, so then Taven Bennett... Uh, what happened in the post-match, Ali? <laughs> I want to like on this kingdom. <laughs> Why are they making it so hard for me? <laughs> Roddy, Bennett, <clears throat> and Taven, they're beating up Cassidy as soon as the bell rings because Roddy's got the... International title match at Revolution. Good God, he's got to win that. And Jake Hager makes the save. <laughs> I wasn't sure
1: if it's because they've got the <clears throat> same haircut, and he was also wearing sunglasses. That I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do a comedy thing of Jake Hager is Orange Cassidy, blown up. Hmm. And um, maybe. I'm trying to figure out why Jake Hager made the save here, because I mean, here's what I will say. The crowd reacted to it. The crowd genuinely popped when Jake Hager ran out. And I guess it's in Oklahoma, so mm. that's why, maybe that's why they made the save and he was resting on Rampage. So I
2: guess, but sure. Yeah, they did. The commentary then said, <coughs> I'm being told that Hager and Roderick Strong are going to have a match on Rampage, which for for that show would be later in the night for them it doesn't doesn't mean you have to have three members of your big heel faction going for a title running away from one guy that is jake Hager. that is jake hager last seen in a storyline about a hat Mm -hmm. baffling uh renee's backstage with angelo parker Cool, cool hand, cool and it, Par- it is Angelo part. It is. It? My head was trying to say Dawkins. <laughs> That's from the street, prop. Yeah, uh, and he's he's getting on a date with Ruby. A, a really fancy sort of white Hummer arrives, and Ruby's like, "Oh, are we gonna? Is that a car for us?" And he's like, "No, I got I got us a lift." No. It was Angela Dawkins, amazingly enough. Angela <laughs> Dawkins,
1: like you know, beautiful man that he is, just got out of the uh, out of the car. No, out of the car came uh, Ric Flair instead.
2: Yeah. So Ric Flair walks in and go to break, come back. Renee's talking to him backstage. Let, can I just ask a little question
1: here hmm. about the 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 story and the staging of what we just transpired? So Renee is interviewing Ange and Ruby Soho, and then you know a, a car arrives and. The, all three of them leave the scene and rick flair comes out the next thing we see is rick flair walking down a corridor and renee approaches him for an interview in my head it's almost like rick was like chasing after renee because like <laughs> i want to do an interview i want to do an interview where's she gone where's she gone and just walking yeah. after it and then she's oh sorry yeah no, I'll, I'll do an interview yeah. with you yeah
2: yeah i guess but there's an ad break you know sometimes <laughs> but, these things reset he gets lost
1: while he's walking around the corridors trying to find where Renee is, you know, I like can in, in SmackDown three, I think on the PlayStation, <laughs> we had to run around the backstage areas to find Taz.
2: So Ric Flair says to Renee. I think there were booze, by the way, when when Ric yeah. Flair Ric Flair uh, appeared on screen. Uh, he says, "Well, I'm a bit sad because I thought when I came back there'd be more me." <laughs> Sting's retirement, I came back to help him, and he's just gone on with Derby to do these other things, so I'm going to explore some options. As soon as he's said that, you know where this is going. He goes over to a room, knocks on it, the door opens, and Matthew and Nicholas Jackson are there waiting for him.
1: Yeah, Flair looking to turn on Sting one last time. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs>
2: or is it a swerve? Is Ric Flair going to well, attack the, the Jacksons? Should
1: all be noted as well, like as part of the chaotic, the reported chaotic nature of this episode, Sting was supposed to be on this episode. Oh. And one of the reasons Flair was there is because Sting was not. Oh. So it could just be that this has been a, a last minute change. Could just be a swerve. Could just be a little bit of intrigue. We haven't got Sting on the show. He's kind of promo
2: later on but could be something around that. I don't know. Uh, how would you book it though? Now, do you think Flair joins in with the EVPs... I feel like the Jackson's Act is so good.
1: I don't it, it need... needs a
2: Ric Flair. I don't need a Ric Flair in it.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't. But also, like, Sting is going to be retiring in less than two weeks. Mm. And if Flair's around, you're going to need something for Flair to do. So... Yeah, can't have Kevin Nash. No. Young Bucks! You know, <laughs> just down with the Bucks instead. It's not it's, it's not what I would do with the Young Bucks Act is put Ric Flair with it. Old Buck. <laughs>
2: Daniel Garcia comes down for an in-ring interview with Tony Schiavone and they announce, thankfully, because this is what I was pushing hard for last week, Garcia versus Christian at Revolution for the TNT Championship.
1: Yes, please. Great, have Copeland off TV selling the injury of the concerto. Make sure you put over how devastating that move is and should be. And it's a great, like, levelling up for
2: Garcia. Mm. I thought this promo was awesome as well. You know how Jericho's got the template where it's you, you have the big blow-off match and then you continue to feud for eight months. Then he, then he moves on to the next thing. Edge has got a similar template. Well, not, not a similar template, but he also has his own template. I feud with a guy for two pay-per-view cycles. I get injured. And then I come back and have the final match with him. Yeah, and crucially, I win a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I usually win all of the matches that we have. <laughs> um, yeah. So, th- yeah, like you said, Garcia cut a really good promo from the heart, um, just talking about how he was at his lowest point in the C two when he was losing, but thanks to the crowd support, he got his confidence back, and that's when the patriarchy come out. My favorite faction in AEW. Yes, and probably like. Up there in all of wrestling, well, like last year, we were saying Christian's the greatest heel in wrestling. I, yeah, and <coughs> he's going to get
1: back to that point again. I, I when they all came out and it's all together, I'm like, it's it's a perfect family mm. image, of Christian, Mother Wayne as she's called, you new know, little smarmy Nick, and then just this monster behind them. It's
2: it looks like it would be the poster of a movie I would see at Fright Fest. Christian's talking about how we shouldn't wrestle at revolution. You know, you're not ready. And he's, he's targeting Garcia's confidence. I'm like, oh, okay, this, is, this isn't the usual offensive Christian stuff I'm used to. But, I get, you know, just, just <coughs> maybe he's treating Garcia differently to get him over. And then <laughs> he just goes, and I hear, Daniel, you didn't have the best childhood. <laughs> I was reading your Wikipedia. <laughs> and the crowd are like, Oh, okay. Oh. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, is your mother called this? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, does she live at this? Yeah, yeah. Was she married <laughs> to Dave David Garcia? Yeah, yeah, he was, and he's dead, isn't he? <laughs> hey! <laughs> and then Save he's just the way, like, hes not just dead. Uh, that man was a loser. <laughs> he lost his life to the bottle. You know, bringing up alcoholism. And then a revolution, I don't want to be your opponent, I want to be your father. I thought
1: Garcia's return on this was superb, because you can make the argument of, like, why didn't Garcia just, like, get fired up and run down to the ramp and try and battle him, even though, you know, he's down four on one, like, it's, you know, the numbers game against him. But he was actually doing it to an, like, he angered Christian in his way, because he was like, I've got something I can respond to with this, and he was like, you can talk big
2: game, but when you come down here, and if you do, I will bury you next to my father. Great line. And then Nick Wayne runs down and beats up Nick Wayne, puts him in the Dragon Tamer. Kill Switch is going help, <coughs> to help him out. So Daddy Magic comes in and takes out Kill Switch with a chair. Just an excellent segment. I this was great. To build up this TNT title match in two weeks' time. Yeah, big fan of this, really. Big, good. big fan. Uh, Renee's interviewing Paige, RVD, and Hook backstage And that's where Hangman is like You should have just beat Swerve when I told you to <laughs> uh, uh, RVD so He's like, Hook, you lost to Samoan Show Rob, you lost to Swerve And it's like, that's ah, not the, the the rallying cry that you need here, <laughs> Hangman Tony Storm comes out in black and white And she beats local enhancement talent Sydney Winnell uh, With just pretty much a hip attack and a pile driver She's going to put in the ankle lock submission second guesses herself and puts in Perazzo's double arm but I can't remember what it's called Venus de Milo Venus de Milo because the Venus de Milo has no arms (coughs) submission uh, to win did you hear what Tony Storm has renamed the ankle lock to the breaker leg (sighs) I've said it's not this gimmick's not for me but I cannot look past the fact that Everything is so tightly constructed yeah. within her character. Well, you know, that was your one women's match on the, uh, the show. But <gasps> what? Parazzo comes out for her match next, which has this... I love it when they do this. Perazzo walks down. She shares the shot and the stage with Tony Storm and Tony's side is in black and white and Perazzo's side is in colour. Yeah, it's a nice effect. Mm.
1: Uh, so simple. Yeah. I will say, you know, sure. There were two women's matches on this show
2: but it was a woman's segment. Nope, that's not what everyone asked for. (laughs) I only recall people asking for number of matches, not quality of matches. You like that bit in The Simpsons, like, so you like donuts, do you? Tony Tony Khan listens to the people. Yeah. You know, if you just have one fit, I'm going to do 15 women's matches (laughs) on this card. (laughs) And and it's a gauntlet. And it's a gauntlet. (laughs) How do you like them apples? So Dionna then took on Madison Rain, and uh but you know, most of it was in the commercial break. Dionna hit this horrible DDT. I thought it was like a flatliner style move. Yeah. But for whatever reason, Madison Rain was like, I'm gonna tuck my head here and I'm gonna <laughs> land on the crown. <laughs> it looked like it killed her. The referee was like, wait a sec. Are yeah. you okay? Yeah, okay, she's good. And then when they played it as the What's that? The move of the night. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Turbo taxes. Move of the night. I was like, "I thought she could have died." More flex madness. I was like, "Let's not focus on this." Um, but when she was, when she realised she was okay, Diana didn't win with <coughs> her submission. She won with Tony's breaker leg ankle lock. Very good. I think it's uh, quite funny when you look
1: back on this match. Madison rain's entrance is that she sort of points that she, you know. A crown on her head because she's that uh, the prom queen and what she was actually doing was telling you i'm gonna land right on this <laughs>
2: i'm calling it <laughs> this is the finish of the match this is the move of the night uh tony storm runs down immediately attacks Parazzo in her victory and puts in that ankle lock again and then <coughs> breaks it and she goes to one side of the ring and diana's on the other and we get that great split down the middle again of the black and white and color while tony storm's just rubbing loads of lipstick on her face. Yeah, This was great. Yeah, really, like, it's a great, effective build for their match. I've been really
1: enjoying the build to this because I think you could point to and be like, well, Dionna's not going to win because Clayton's going to win. But I think they've done a really good job of building Perazzo, building Storm, and building a
2: really compelling story between them. This is, like, as a complete thing, this is one of the best constructed women's wrestling storylines AEW have done yeah. Like I've I've enjoyed others more but you look at this you've got two characters who are diametrically opposed you've got a visual identity that you can clearly separate them with they have a shared real past and literal tattoos on their ankles they are tying that into the move the battle of actual moves in the match yeah it's great. Like this is fleshed out. I just wish they'd explain what the tattoos mean. <laughs> uh, we get a great derby promo with Sting. Well, it's, it's Sting's promo. They're just it's just recorded. So if this was a last minute change, they, I think it was for the better because rather than being in the ring in front of a live crowd, Sting got to cut a promo in a very quiet, very measured, but quietly fuming way where he said. No one's ever targeted my family like the Bucks beat up my sons a couple of weeks ago. And in the last seven days, my dad has passed away as well. So I'm confronting my own mortality right now. But I still have fight left in me. And at Revolution, I'm going to give you the fight of your lives. Yeah, you're no longer fighting for just the titles, you're fighting for your lives. Oof. Home run. Yeah, thought
1: this was awesome.
2: God, what a bad show! <laughs> What a directionless... Sh- What's going to happen at Revolution?
1: <laughs> I actually, me and Tempo were asking this earlier. Do you think Sting wins? Because uh, Tempo's point was like, like with that promo, can Sting really lose
2: now? Mm. But surely that's the magic of the match, right? You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Usually, yeah, when I... The, the, bringing the the kids into it, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, who are you going to predict? I, th- I always was going to have the bucks
1: when we came to wrestle league i was always going to have for the bucks but it's the last couple of weeks have really made me i'm i'm kind of 50-50 on it at the moment i don't think i will know until i'm in the ballot box with uh, mm. wrestle league of actually which button i'm going to click wrestle
2: league go sign up over there uh wardlow then comes out tony Schiavone welcomes tulsa's own wardlow and he comes down and i'm like okay like we've had our united kingdom <laughs> <laughs> We've had an <laughs> Undisputed Kingdom segment earlier. Adam Cole, maybe he's already on commentary. What's going to happen here? And then Wardlow just cut the best promo he's ever cut by a significant margin. Bud, where's this been? Like, where, why have you been hiding this for a while? Has he just been hanging out with MJF for two months? And MJF's just been drilling him in promos. Yeah because this
1: promo it was real good like it was it was intense it was very fiery he's got proper like angry eyebrows uh, for when he's cutting promos <laughs> like it's basically that is the expression if if his promo was a noise his noise would be <laughs> <laughs> but i thought everything he said in there was so so good because what he was saying was anyone else think it's weird that I've never had a shot at the world title, despite the fact, let me count the ways. Someone used to be around here that called themselves the best in the world. Well, I beat him. He was a world champion. I beat
2: him. Beat him so bad that he's still falling apart today. Yeah. Very nicely done shot. Very good. I really enjoyed that. Then there's like our ex champion. Well,
1: what happened when I was in the ring with him? I squashed him. And then our current champion, who claims to be the king. But what happened when I was in the ring with him? I beat him as well. Choked him out. So what does that make me? And it really was a point of like, yeah. why? And it was this whole thing of like, and all of a sudden you're like, this is why you're in the faction. This is why you're in the Undisputed Kingdom. This is why Adam Cole has almost manipulated you into being part of this group. (laughs) Because you are now believing that you've just been held down this whole time. And, I mean, you know, the reality of it is is that the company fumbled him as a babyface, but they've now turned that into a story and a character arc and progression where he's turning that to be like, I'm being held down, and the reason why I'm being held down is because everyone's kind of afraid. Anyone would look at me. Look at me. Look at he's And by getting the hard cam, he's looking up at the timers like, literally look at me. Of course I should be the world champion. I look like a world champion. So why
2: aren't I? I just want everyone to know. I'm coming for the belt. It's, it was a remarkable performance because we've seen Wardlow promos and we've seen promos from Wardlow where everyone's gone, wow, that's a great promo from Wardlow. He's, he's stepping up his promo game. The bestest of best promos that Wardlow's ever done, I can't even see it compared to this promo. Yeah, And it makes me look at all those old promos and go, oh no, that something massive was missing. But I'm hoping that... <coughs> We'll look back in a year, two years' time and go, this was the moment where he became the complete package. Because mm. he's got the look. Yeah. He's got the wrestling style. And all that was missing was, yeah, he's a bit shaky on, on the mic. He doesn't really convert. He's, he's playing a pro wrestler on the mic. And then what didn't help was
1: Wardlow's world. Like mm. that was not helping his promos because he had to sort of end
2: each promo with Wardlow's world. So the last line of this, because he's talking about the best wrestler he's the best wrestler in the world he's beaten the best wrestlers but this isn't wrestling this is no longer wrestling this is war and i was so scared <laughs> he was going to say wardlow's world but this is a far better catchphrase yeah this is war this is war great i thought that was the whole point of him being called wardlow not that you say wardlow in your catchphrase <laughs> you say war yeah I yeah I thought this was very
1: very good. Where do you stand? Because I think that there were some people who did not enjoy the
2: shot uh, at at CM Punk. But where do you sit on it? Because CM Punk never does that the other way. <laughs> I it's fine by me. I think he did it. If he's gonna do it, this is this was the right way to do it. Didn't say the guy by name. He did it in a sort of cave. This was kayfabe, uh, and also yeah, a little shot. But like, look all the stuff CM Punk said since he's come to WWE. He's constantly peppering things with little references to what happened in AEW.
1: And I wouldn't say it was a shot. This was just someone referencing their own character history, and within that character history, Punk is a part of it. Yeah. And the whole point of it was, I'm listing off world champions that I've beaten, and one of those is Punk. So, so you're not going to pretend that it never happened because that's actually just if anything bolsters your promo to be like, yeah, I beat CM Punk. I've hurt him so badly, he's still getting hurt to this day. So I didn't see it as a shot or a
2: ref like it was just it was a character talking about their own history. I suppose the way like just talking about the history, that's fine. I guess where people might have been bristled or triggered is that he updated it to something that's happened very recently, which is Punk is currently out injured, of course. Mm-hmm. Tori's triceps. Yeah wanna say. Um so like I guess you could say Wardlow was using someone else who's no longer involved in this stuff, a real life injury in his creative. So I could see like why someone might be annoyed there, but Punk's done this as well. So I just think it's, it's fine. It's pro wrestling. Yeah.
1: Like, and I'd, I would much rather people like act as though things that have happened to them in the past on TV that we have seen as fans are still part of their character mm-hmm. and their character growth. So I, yeah, I thought it was great. And it's, I had the same thing with Darby when he referenced Cody. Like, I didn't get as head up about it as, as Meltzer and Alvarez did because I was like, no, that's part of his character.
2: Who's going to get referenced next week on AEW? <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Roman, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a recap of the Bang Bang Scissor Gang's debut 12-man match on Rampage last week. And then we got a clip of them after that match. And they're all there. And they're all seemingly getting along but Jay White is clearly manipulating people. Oh yeah, he's trolling this group. Like, he has decided to put the put this group together just so he can destroy them. I love Jay White. It's a shame that he's kind of found his role lessened because mm. of this. I thought it was going to be more of a mid-card act on Dynamite as opposed to Rampage. It's uh, on Collision. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, they're the Collision uh, Cowboys. And they're going to have the match, the Collision match. And he, Colt? Is it Colt? No, it's Austin. Yeah. Austin Gunn was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Let me tag with my dad. Let me tag with my dad and brother again." And Jay goes, "Let's have Colton. Let's have Daddy Ass, and let's have me." <laughs> Jay White and Austin's like, "Yeah, cool. No, that's cool. That's that's what we all wanted right there." He called himself Dad Blade. <laughs> Austin Gunn. I think he's gonna be a star. Yeah. Coming out of this. I, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, Will I spray hype package for Dynamite next week? so
1: so excited mm. so will's final match with rev pro at the weekend well final match with rev pro before he goes to aew i'm sure that he will have matches with rev pro down the line uh, i would wager he has a match with rev pro on all in weekend um, but it's one of the best wrestling matches i've seen live i thought will was incredible not to take anything away from oku because i thought that oku was in incredible in the match i'm seeing oku again uh tonight it's a three-way oh, yeah, right, right. oku Rob, uh, robbie x and leon slater oh. for the right cabaret which i'm i think is gonna be very tasty but i thought oku was awesome Mira mirror at ringside was great have you seen the, the bit when o- and osprey boots her now I've heard about it. Oh man, it's so good because like she spits on him, and he just does it, and he just boots her, and she takes such a hard fall of the barricade, and I I jumped out of my seat. Whoa. It was so so good. Yeah, forty
2: seven minutes, I yeah, think. and it
1: did not feel it. Yeah, it did not feel it. If you'd asked me, I said that was about
2: a twenty minute match. So Meltzer said uh, on uh, Observer Radio that pe- people afterwards immediately between like. What what a match, what a match, and I think Dave tweeted that was forty seven minutes blah, 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 and people were like no, it wasn't yeah like, you you've not you weren't there you did. they genuinely believe it's a twenty five minute match. It did not feel like it was nearly an
1: hour, incredible it was so, so great, and Osprey's promo afterwards, you know I thought Oku just give gave him the ring and he got to cut his promo tony you could see Tony Khan marking out as well because Tony was watching it from like a box people spotted Tony fairly early on. Because they started chanting, "Tony's in the box, in the box. <laughs> Tony's in the box," and he was marking out. And he came out, to, and you know, Will thanked him and everything for his, like, "You've changed my life, brother," and really put over Tony Khan hard. And I, I, it was in that moment that it hit me that this is it, mm. and and I, I did cry, and I had, I had a little tears rolling yeah. down my face. Where I was like, "Oh no, this is it for Will
2: and, and Britt Ress. Yeah, that's
1: kind of sad, but it's not, it's not it because he. The, He He will be
2: he'll still be doing stuff. And he has done so much work to to ensure there are people there to replace him. That's that was the the amount of people he's put over, the amount of people he's worked with over the years. Yeah. Like That is actually the He's not just the best wrestler in the world. He is also he cares so much about wrestling and British wrestling. Or you know, like Australian wrestling. He did loads to help him out commonwealth wrestling it seems <laughs> and he, he's, he's really passionate about helping other people in the industry yeah because that's the only thing i'd say about that ref pro show is
1: that it's not like will is gone and now it's like well who else are gonna be now like obviously michael oku is the guy right now you could look up and down that car and you're like all right that's a top guy that's mm. a top
2: guy particularly luke jacobs you're like oh, yeah. i I've, I've paid it down he's the guy to beat oku for that title Tony Khan has told commentary back to this is back to Dynamite now that Wardlow is going to be in meat madness a revolution which will likely be I guess like a battle royal style match for Wardlow to win a four way match maybe like him Hobbs and butcher
1: butcher I, and that's good I was good I mean it's not gonna be mirror Brian it? Cage Brian Cage makes more sense, yeah it, like it's one hundred o p not gonna be Mira. uh i you know where's he gone again? uh probably given creative that required it to lose a match, yeah. and then you know gone back home for a bit but uh yeah i I think you could <laughs> certainly put in Hobbs and Wardle will be the stars of them you can put in yeah like a a butcher and a Brian cage
2: uh after that, we got Renee talking to the callous family, and Don says think he's going to fly to the UK to pick up Will in the private jet for next week's show. I loved that line. And then he he chops Hobbs and then sells his... that he hurt his own hand and said, and this guy is going to win Meat Madness.
1: And he... so he tapped him on the the peck and was like, ow, my hand. Mm. And then Hobbs made his titties bounce (laughs) because... great. (laughs) It was so good. I loved the lines. Like, everyone thought that Will was going to come back on the plane with Tony Carr, but no, I'm going to take the Don Callis private jet over to London so I can pick him up personally.
2: Mm -hmm there is 100% going to be a problem within this family. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he finishes by just, just calling Sammy a cuck. <laughs> and, and that's that's Dynamite. I thought it was an excellent show. I gave it 90%. Yeah. Uh, last week I gave it 89%. The previous week I didn't review, but that was a great show. Great all-timer show. And the week before that was in the 90s, and two weeks before that was the Joe Hook match, which I gave like 94 to, I think. This is a highly high
1: average. Yeah. They're on a real, really good run at the moment. And a, a really good run.
2: Mm. Which I'm just... I want to wanna hear what people didn't like. <laughs> it baffles me. I would be curious. Yeah. that. Uh, yeah, uh, But we'll get the poll up, see what people thought. Um, let's say a big thank you to our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon before we get into the remaining show. We have got a
1: bunch of stuff up there at the moment. Obviously, there's a new and exclusive episode of Survival Series, also the uncut version of Survival Series. The uh, the next episode of After Dark will be going live tomorrow, and then next week will be Ollie and I's review of Extreme Rules 2014, which is very in depth. We're covering the breakup of the Shield. And we cover from the Rumble through to Extreme Rules. So we're covering like all of the Rawls and Smackdowns that happened from Rumble to Elimination Chamber to WrestleMania 30 to Extreme Rules 2014. So there's so much coverage uh, we talk about in there. Really enjoying this looking back at the Shield. Oh, yeah. And almost a bit of a realization that they weren't always as cool as we remember them being on TV at times. Mm. So that's been really, really interesting.
2: And I'm just fixated on trying to figure out when Seth, as a character, decided I'm going to turn on these two guys. Yeah, and I just, uh, you know, let everyone know that Extreme Rules
1: 2014 show does feature arguably the worst match of John Cena and Bray Wyatt's trilogy that is diabolically bad.
2: Worst match of the year.
1: It was the, the resting Observer. Worst match of 2014.
2: So these wonderful people are going to get all those things and a shout out on this show. So thank you very much. Reese Cook, what the rock is smelling. Mr. Moneybags, Rich Holt. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Yo, Adrian. Rocky. De Farm General, Roman Dietrich. Ross Poopers, Cooper Cooper. Rue the Day, Ruario Brian Kelly. Enter Sam Man, hm. Sam Register. The Man with the Scoops, Sean.
1: The movie Luke has never seen, Selena. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazafaro. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 22nd of February, sorry, sorry, February 22, uh, 2024, <laughs> uh, the class is uh, The Soul Survivor 1993. Go to patreon.com forward slash Rustalk to get your own personal shout outs.
2: Our mods have been talking too much. Where's the lit? There it is. (laughs) Having too much fun. Just bantering back and forth with each other. Last call for Omega Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Ding, ding, (laughs) ding.
1: And Therian says, the way to get past this three-way. Hanger sees Joe about to make Swerve tap and quickly adds his own submission to force a draw with Joe and a loss for Swerve.
2: (laughs) Joe and Hanger on the first collision afterwards
1: to settle. Swerve faces the victorious
2: Hangman. What, so you'd change the title on Collision After Revolution? Yeah. I mean, I like. there's some parts that I like. I don't think that would be the, the way to rush through this story, though.
1: Nick, Nick J. Smith, I'm doubling down on my long shot prediction. Bucks win the tag titles, then interfere in the main event. They rehash the that'll do pig head headnog to hangman on the apron mm. from the hangman match as he hits the buckshot and swerve to win
2: heel EVP champs. I mean, that... I I wouldn't book it, but if it happens, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Oof, a heel elite like
1: that. Mm. Keith one hundred and one says, "I know you guys love Swerve, but I can't get behind him. I can't cheer him because of the things he's done, and still uh, thinks were okay to do. It doesn't make sense to me that Hangman is now the bad guy in the story, and people are cheering Swerve. Not a fan."
2: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if if you stand against home invasion and intimidating <laughs> a baby, I, I I cannot fault you. No. Uh, the problem is with us
1: I, we, I said this when he turned babyface more or less Like he hasn't really turned babyface But I was like It's weird that he's now the, the babyface of this feud But I guess the wrestling got him over
2: I feel like Swerve as a character Yeah he's not changed Not changed it's just the, the reactions to him have changed Swerve would still Do that stuff to Nick Wayne Someone reposted the, the Nick Wayne video And he retweeted
1: be like I'd do this today Because of course it would. He still thinks that it's like, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. But everyone's like, he is cool though, isn't he? In a wrestling sense, he is cool. Urkto says, awesome episode of Dynamite. Not every episode needs a five star match or blockbuster news. Sometimes awesome promos with good matches and stories moving on is really good. By the way, the address Christian talked about is a cemetery. Holy (laughs) S word. Thank you for telling us that detail, awesome. Uh We have a missing username. It's a streamlabs issue, but please do let our moderators know who you are. I miss one episode of Dynamite, and Wardlow cuts a good promo. Christian gives an address to a cemetery, and Jake Hager comes back and helps everyone, but his friend Danny Garcia because Oklahoma. <laughs> Maybe a Meat Mayhem brought to you by Arby's. We have the meat
2: Oh, is it? Is it Meat Mayhem? I thought it was Meat Madness,
1: like March Madness. I thought it was Madness. Yeah.
2: Rob Burwell has been a Membug for thirty
1: months in a row. Said I laughed too hard at Christian's head popping hmm. in, the, in the news when you were talking about Sting's promo mentioning his dad passed away. R.I.P. Popper Sting. Hmm. Uh, Goose Egg has been a Membug for eight months in a row. Said I think Perrazzo should win the belt at Revolution. Storm character really doesn't
2: uh, doesn't really need it, and it opens up the division for more storylines. What, wow, you know, if I'm thinking about who would I want to see Mercedes Monet wrestle, Mercedes versus Perrazzo, is far more interesting to me than Mercedes versus Tony. Yeah. Just because Tony's gimmick, but again, this is for me, I know everyone doesn't feel this way, it does feel like a mid-card gimmick. But it's got an over and she's got the title that's great. Yeah. But I I wouldn't want to see Mercedes have to interact with that level of goofiness. I would agree. So maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it is time to put the title on Perazzo. She's good enough.
1: Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, Dana said I thought it was a solid show Rain looked lost in the ring And RVD has noticeably lost a step Looking forward to Revolution Well that's what All these shows should be about Making you look forward To the pay-per-view Booking like a mark I like when AEW references Its own history Even when it involves People no longer with the company Conversely I hate it when WWE ignores Or rewinds it Like <laughs> R-Truth on Raw uh, Active member of the roster Since 2000 Did you see that? What happened? So when R-Truth was coming Down to the ring In his lower third It said like Fun fact about our truth he's been an active member of the wwe roster since 2000 a record tenure mm. i was like that would be a true statement he went it, to tana yes yeah, exactly- <laughs> well not only that he debuted in november 2000 and was released in august 2001 <laughs> didn't even make it a full calendar year in that 2000 uh, and then didn't come back until 2008 spent like seven years and outside in the independence
2: or wasn't there also uh Jey Uso so versus gunther it's the biggest match of jay's life
1: yeah i know they were really but i was like this is the biggest match of jay's career i was like he fought for the title <laughs> like six oh, we forgot it was six months ago um, anyway booking like a mark continues hardcore fans know and casuals don't care mm. that's actually a very good point like if you're watching this as the casual it doesn't be like, oh, that feels like a shot at WWE. Uh, Fergal McClements has gifted a membership, and Alison Tuckweb has also gifted a oh, membership. Lovely people. Thank you so much. And I believe that <laughs> is. No, we've got one here. Ryan V. Hello, bruvs. Loved last night's show. I really felt like AEW is going in the right direction. And with Will now in the roster, hopefully he just mm. elevates everything that much more. Also, Ollie, I wish I knew you were in New York City. Would love to have bought you a pint.
2: Well, I thought I, I shouldn't broadcast my whereabouts because I thought I'd be swamped. <laughs> uh, but that
1: is going to do it for all of our shows, so I'm just going to end the poll and see what people thought of this episode. So
2: no one said that it's a bad show. Everyone's like it's either solid or they really enjoyed the show.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. But I, I'm only talking about the, like, you know, the voices I'm hearing in the live chat. Mm. Let's not ignore these people over here either. Thumbs up 75%, mid 17%. That does feel lower than I think we've had previously. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for everyone joining us here today. Please go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk, become a pledge hammer and support us over there. We've got loads of exclusive content for you. Oh, in- and also, sorry, mm-hmm. also uh, Wrestle League because it's yes. Elimination Chamber yes. this weekend. So you want to get involved with Wrestle League right now. Yeah, so go to WrestleLeague at wrestletalk.com and get your predictions in. Because <coughs> is it a new season? It's a, new, se- new, it's a se- new season. Started with the Royal Rumble. Started with the Royal Rumble, yes. So get your picks in to compete against us. But for now I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luco in D A D. Jam that jam. Jam that jam.